Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we resume our lesson from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, which deals with spiritual gifts. In this message, Pastor Harris teaches us 12 truths about spiritual gifts to keep us from speculating beyond what the Bible teaches. Please listen closely as Pastor Jim teaches today's slice of this week's message entitled, Don't Be Ignorant About Spiritual Gifts, Part 2. Well, now we come to the Word of God for today. We're continuing where we left off last Sunday. I am in these days commingling Sundays and Wednesdays for our study in God's Word, but we skipped Wednesday, so we're going to finish, in essence, the sermon that we started last week. Don't be ignorant about spiritual gifts, and this time we're going to finish a list we began last time and then survey all of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We began last Lord's Day by starting into a list that I've cleverly titled 12 Truths About Spiritual Gifts. They're intended to help you understand what the New Testament teaches about spiritual gifts and to help people be kept from extrapolating and speculating beyond what the Scripture teaches. Now, if you are a keeper of things, you might even have in the flyleaf of your Bible an outline that we published at Heritage Bible Church last Sunday, and you can continue filling in blanks, but even if you can't, you may take notes as you wish, or you can just uh, follow along however you would like to do that. Now, the, the complete list of passages that are directly relevant to spiritual gifts, it's not very many compared to how much you hear about spiritual gifts. It's Romans 12, 1 through 8, 1 Corinthians 3 chapters, 12, 13, and 14, Ephesians 4, 1 through 16, and 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 7 through 11. We'll allude to those, or we have alluded to those along the way here already, but we're going to finish that up. So let's, let's take a run. We, we began this list last time, and I'll catch you up to, up to speed. Number one of the 12 truths about spiritual gifts, it's crucial for you to understand spiritual gifts. Paul says in chapter 12, verse 1, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware or ignorant. So uh, he, you, he wants you to understand this. Truth number two, um, gifts are things the Holy Spirit does. And if we look at 1 Corinthians 12, 1 through 7, and that was our goal last time, that we didn't well, quite finish. Well, maybe we did finish. I can't remember. But if you look at that, you will, you will find there five different words that describe spiritual gifts. There are two others that are used in Ephesians 4, 7, and 8, and I showed them to you last time. Now, um, this was the point that we spent the most time on. I wanted to make sure that you saw these, these five uh, words that describe 
what spiritual gifts are. In chapter 12, verse 1, it is the word pneumatica, or spirituals, literally. It, it is translated spiritual gifts because of the context, introducing the word gift there. But these are things the Holy Spirit does. The second word is in verse 4, the word gifts, and that's the word charisma, which means a grace gift or a free gift, something given, it's given and not earned. The third word is in verse 5, the word ministries, the same word that is translated deacon or um, even sometimes in some places deaconess. It means servant or service if you're using it as the description of the action that is taken. The fourth word is in verse 6, effects. That's the word from which our English word energizing comes. Uh, That is telling you that a spiritual gift is an energizing or an enablement provided to you by the Holy Spirit. And the fifth one is in verse 7, the word manifestation, manifestation of the Spirit. Spiritual gifts are things that the Holy Spirit does through people which make the workings of the Holy Spirit visible. Holy Spirit is a spirit. You can't, you can't see Him. It's a, that you see Him act through the things that He does through people. It's like saying, I see the wind. What you really see is things being moved by the wind. So we put all of that together. We came up with this definition. What is a spiritual gift? If you put all of these things together, a spiritual gift is a specific free bestowment of God's grace which enables the believer to function in the realm of spiritual things in order to minister to others as the Holy Spirit works through the believer to do the will of God. The Holy Spirit works primarily through people, and the way He does it is through your, through your gift. And again, going back over those five words, we can say this. The primary way the Holy Spirit ministers to people is through Christians. We can say Part of God's grace to you in Jesus Christ is that He's given you a spiritual gift to enable you to be His servant. We can say the purpose of your spiritual gift is that the Holy Spirit can use you to serve others. We can say when you serve God by serving other people, you are using your spiritual gift. And in the process, you are given a special enablement from the Holy Spirit. And we can say, based on the fifth one, the visible activity of the Holy Spirit on earth is primarily through the actions of Christians serving and therefore using their spiritual gifts. I commend to you the recording of last week's sermon. It's available on our website and at sermonaudio.com if you need to review any of those things. Continuing where we got last time, notice that spiritual gifts can be counterfeited. Satan counterfeits everything God does, and it's quite possible for people to look spiritual, look sacrificial, whatever it is, and it may or may not be the work of God. You can't tell just from the outward actions. Fourthly, we said spiritual gifts are not natural abilities. By that we mean that the Holy Spirit is the source of these gifts, And along with them comes a a, a divine energy provided to use them. Now, I always get questions about this, and uh, even though uh, we haven't been able to meet together this week, I have had that question come up a couple of times. Well, how can you tell the difference 
between natural abilities and spiritual gifts. I mean, what if we have um, two pianists and two vocalists, um, and, and they are accompanying and singing a wonderful piece of music that, that exalts God? And one pianist and one singer are not believers, and the other is a uh, the, the, the other two, the other two are, and all four of them are spectacularly skilled and well trained. How can you tell the difference? Well, in one sense, you can't. But in the other sense, the most important thing uh, in their lives is the motivation. Am I doing this as my offering of my body as a living sacrifice to glorify God and Him only? Now, I can't necessarily tell by looking at you. You can't necessarily tell by looking at me, but that's very important, and it is a fundamental difference. The other thing is the fruit. In the lives of those people who are using both those natural abilities and the spiritual gifts, the question is, is the gospel being proclaimed through the life of that person? Is the fruit of the Holy Spirit evident in the life of that person? Is attention being focused to the true God, or is attention being focused on that person? All right, number five of the 12 truths about spiritual gifts. Using your gift promotes unity. The Holy Spirit is never divided against Himself. Uh, Ephesians 4 makes it clear. The edifying use of spiritual gifts in the body of Christ by the people that God has put into the body of Christ brings about the unity of the body of Christ, and as the body of Christ works together as one, people are increasingly brought to maturity in Christ. Number six, gifts are not necessarily a sign of maturity or spirituality. And I showed you a couple of verses, 1 Corinthians 1.7 and 1 Corinthians 3.1. This church lacked no gift but they were ridiculously, shamefully, sinfully immature as a group. So spiritual gifts can be misused by people who are uh, walking according to the flesh. Number seven, your gift is not for you. Uh, Now, you can get a blessing when you use your spiritual gift. You may grow in your study. You may be blessed as you see people uh, grow or respond or however, but your spiritual gift does not exist to make you happy. Your spiritual gift does not exist to make you mature. See the previous point. It's for the purpose of ministering to the rest of the body of Christ. And people who are recommending seeking spiritual gifts for their own growth, for their own blessing, for their own benefit, totally misunderstand the purpose of spiritual gifts altogether. Now, that's where we left off last time, and now we're going to forge ahead. Number eight in our our list, your gift is unique. It's unique, 1 Corinthians 12, 11. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, referring back to those five words that describe gifts. He works all these things, distributing to each one individually just as He wills. Every individual Christian, every single one who believes in the saving work of Jesus Christ, each one has a unique makeup. We all have unique genetic backgrounds, and we have unique experiential backgrounds. And you put that together with the Holy Spirit very clearly, sovereignly distributing the gifts as He wills, 
that makes it pretty clear every single Christian is a unique entity, a unique creation. Each one is important. Each one is indispensable in the body of Christ. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.